The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. But I remember before that game, it was like right before the trade deadline <laughs> when we played the Packers. And I remember going out for warm-ups and just like trying to go up to everybody like, please come get me. Please, kill somebody come trade me. <laughs> I was going up to like, I went up to like Mark Murphy like, please, like come get me. <laughs> I was going up to goo everybody, and uh, you know, obviously, obviously, like we can't, they, they couldn't do anything about that. What's up? I'm Randall Cobb, wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. Hello, esteemed listeners. Yes. I'm talking to most of you. I'm glad you're here with me for another episode of Off the Beat Sports. I am your host, Brian Baumgartner. And today I have a dear friend and an incredible player from, well, my favorite football team, Randall Cobb of the Green Bay Packers, is in studio today. He is now a professional wide receiver in the National Football League, but he was not a sports prodigy or even a high school superstar. (laughs) No, ma'am. Shockingly, he was a bench warmer for a lot longer than you might think. 
We're going to get into that, some of his favorite plays of all time and some of mine, and we'll even bring up the Dark Ages, by which, of course, I mean when he moved to Houston for a period of time. I don't like to think about it, but it's important to learn the mistakes of history so we don't repeat them, you know? So here he is, my pal, Randall Cobb. Bubble and squeak, I love it. Bubble and squeak, I know. Bubble and squeak, I cook it every morning. Left over from the night before. Well, sing boom terrero. Randall, what is happening? My man, how you doing? I'm good. I wore the shirt, the green and gold uh, golf shirt today. I'm so excited to talk to you. How have you been? Man, I'm great. I'm great. I'm actually up here in Green Bay right now. That's awesome. So you're there now. Yeah. How long have you been? You in June? You you get you get a little more time and then you come back, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we uh we I've been up here for about five weeks now. We got mini camp next week. And then another week of OTAs, and then we'll have a break before training camp starts in late July. Nice. Are you excited? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Going into year 12. Can't believe it. Time goes by fast. I actually found a picture of us from 2013 at a bar in Green Bay, like a Saturday (laughs) before the game. (laughs) Yes. I think you were hurt, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was out. I was was out. You were not playing the next day. I was not playing the next day. Yeah, let's let's make sure we tell the story. <laughs> yes, that is, and that's accurate. We're not fudging. I remember that night very, very well. I'm so happy for you. I'm. I want to go back a little bit before we talk about the Packers. I want to talk about your early start in sports back in Tennessee. So you were born in Maryville, and then grew up in it's Alcoa, right? Alcoa, the Aluminum Company of America. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, I read you were a letterman in football, basketball, and track. Right. So that means you were an athlete. Just spoiler alert. that That's what that means. <laughs> yeah. For you, was it just about being in sport, or did you have a particular interest early on growing up? Uh, not really. You know, I started playing sports when I was four. And from age five until my senior year of high school, I played year-round. It was like football season ended, straight into basketball. Basketball season ended, straight into baseball. Baseball season ended, straight into football. And it was just this cycle that just every year, it just never ended. And then, like, I got to the point where I gave up baseball, and then I started running track. So track took place of baseball. And that, that was just me. I just, I love being outside. I love anything competitive. Like, I just, I, I, I love competing and and having fun and you know living life yeah when did it transition from this is what i do i love sports i love competing to this is what i want to do in my life do you remember was there a moment i i would say that moment for me was probably like my eighth grade year i remember being in middle school and hearing about a guy that went to our rival school, Maryville, where I, where I was born, the city I was born in, he was going to Auburn to play football in college. And I was like, okay. 
oh man, that's cool. Like he gets to go to college and he's get to play in the SEC. Like I grew up 10 minutes from the University of Tennessee. I used to sell hot dogs at the stadium as a kid. You know, like I used to go on Saturdays and grab my hot dog bell, walk around the stadium, walk up those stairs in Newland Stadium selling hot dogs. And my, my dream was always like to play college football. Like that was just like, oh man, this is amazing. But I think whenever I heard like, oh, this guy's going to Auburn, that's an SEC school. Like I want to go to school there. So in my mind, I was like, oh, I'm transferring to Maryville. Uh, I'm going to Maryville High School. They had won a bunch of state championships. Alcor had had some success here and there, but you know, my my cousin and my brother they won a state championship in 2000, and okay. you know, so it's like 02, 03, and I'm like, okay, well, I want to do this, so I'm going to go where I know a guy has done this. And the high school coach at the time, he came to me and was like, hey, like, I think you got a great opportunity here if you stay here. I think we can make something happen. And uh, so I stayed at Alcor. We had a great high school team. We ended up, my four years of high school, we won four state championships. And we had my sophomore year, like 12 guys on the team that were Division One. So it became a reality when I started, like, seeing it happen right around me. And I was like, wow, like, this is a, this is a real thing. Like, I could really, like, go to college. Yeah. Now, I, I want to talk to you a little bit about this. This guy, Gary Rankin, right? This yeah. is This is your high school coach. These statistics seem absolutely impossible. I mean, he won, he won 13 state championships in 16 years at yeah. Alcoa High School. But it wasn't just what was in the water in Alcoa because this dude won four at Riverdale High School prior to that. <laughs> yeah. And then... I, this is not, there's got to be something going on here. I mean, does he just, does he just transfer to the school? Cause then I heard he, he announced his retirement right this year. Yeah, and then yeah. three weeks later announced he was going back to Boyd Buchanan in Chattanooga. It sounds like he's moving where he knows the athletes are. That's what I'm saying. I don't know this for a fact. Well, I, mean, I don't know this for a fact. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. But I think he is very selective in, you know, the jobs that he takes and the places that he right. goes. And he walked into a situation when he came to Alcoa. So he wasn't my coach my freshman and sophomore year. We had a coach, uh, John Reed, uh, who ended up going to Georgia and taking a job in Georgia. So we had won two state championships already. And he comes okay. into the program, you know, back-to-back state championships. Going to my, my junior year, we had two receivers that had five plus offers. We had myself at quarterback who I wasn't being highly recruited. Everybody didn't think I was a quarterback, so I wasn't quite there yet, but we had, we had some players. Right. We had a defensive end that was uh, committed to Tennessee, uh, had 30 plus offers. You know, we had, we had some talent. So yeah, he, I think yeah. he knew very selective in where he's coming into, <laughs> but I mean, when you go, when you go back to my hometown, and you ask people around there, there's, there's a lot of talent, a lot of hidden gems coming out of there. And, and we put a lot of a lot of guys in college and, you know, some have panned out. My, I'm, I'm the only one that's made it to the NFL, but you know, hopefully in the coming okay. years we'll change that. Yeah. Okay. So you, you start thinking about eighth grade, hmm, maybe I could do this. Maybe I could play college ball. Yeah. Was there a person or people that you feel like helped you to get there? For sure. It, there was a, a lot of people 
I think most importantly was my, my dad, Randall Sr. He was always there to, to give me confidence and to instill the love of the game for me. You know, he had coached me from when I was a kid up until middle school. And having him kind of help me see things from a different lens. Uh, I had a cousin, uh, James Rayner. We called him Stink. Stink, uh, he, he ran track in college. He, he was like a 1006. A uh, hundred guy. Uh, so he, he had speed and he had won the state championship in, in 2000. He was a big influence in my time there. And then my coaches, you know, I had some, I had some great coaches yeah. that helped push me along and, and, and gave me those opportunities. But yeah, my pops, I mean, I used to, my, my junior year, going into my junior year, I went on all kind of trips, go to these summer camps at different colleges. And I had coaches telling me that I'd never played D1. I had, you know, people telling me that I should move the corner or safety like this, like that. <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to play offense. So, you know, I, I always saw myself uh, touching the ball. So, yeah, so I, I think I had a lot of people and also my teammates in high school, you know, they were some crazy athletic guys. And if you go back to my hometown and ask them, I probably wouldn't be the one that they would think would be in this position now because <laughs> that's how good the guys in front of me were. Right. Right. So like, they they had situations with uh, grades not being able to get into college. So being able to learn from other people's mistakes and also having a, a support system around me. Yeah, I understand your folks. You give them a, a tremendous amount of credit, really for financially supporting your dream and to get you know allowing you the opportunity to participate in sports. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was huge. I, I think that's the difference maker. Yeah. So, but you continue through high school to play the other sports. Now, was that to keep you active or were you still thinking, were you good enough in, in track or in basketball to, to make a run there or no, no, I wasn't good enough in football at that time. <laughs> you gotta understand, <laughs> you gotta understand, like I wasn't, I wasn't seeing the field my freshman and sophomore year. I didn't play until we were up by 40 and I would come in for, you know, the last offense a series of the game or a defensive series, whatever. Uh, I, wow. I wasn't playing my freshman sophomore year. You know, I, I don't think you understand how good we were. But my junior year, whenever I came into the starting role, that's kind of where I started to flourish and really show what I could do as a quarterback. And I played a little bit of defense. But no, I mean, it was I was a high school kid. It wasn't like the pros okay. were like a real thing. You know what I mean? It was like, Right, I'm playing high school ball, like my senior year might be the last year I ever played sports. So, in my mind, it was like I'm just going to have fun. I love playing basketball. Continue playing basketball, ran track. Right. I play. I, I just didn't play my senior year of high school. I didn't play basketball, and that's because I had already committed to Kentucky, and uh, I was planning on training and preparing myself. So, whenever summer school started, I could go right up and start summer school at the end of the school year. So talk to me a little bit about the decision to go to Kentucky. Is that where you felt they wanted you the most or what, what was that opportunity? For sure. So that was, I, I got offered by Middle Tennessee State University and then I got offered by Kentucky when the same week. Those were my only two offers. Uh, okay. So before my senior year, I committed to Kentucky. Fast forward to December, it's like two weeks before state, Tennessee offered me. And I grew up there, like, you know, uh, of course, I can't say that I never dreamed of playing there. Like I, like I said, I sold hot dogs. Right. You know, I, I, 
thought that like that's what was going to happen. But again, that's when that's when my dad played a role. I went over to UT. I went to Philip Farmer's office. He handed me the '98 national championship crystal ball, and I'm holding it, and he's telling me how great of a quarterback I am, and they're going to change their offense for me, and I'm going to be the the greatest player to ever come to the University of Tennessee. And we leave there, we get back in the car, and my dad's like, so what'd you think? I'm like, I'm going to UT. What do you mean? Like, I'm getting ready to be the guy. <laughs> like, what kind of question is that? Right. And, uh, you know, he, he goes on. He's like, well, if you're, if you're this great of a player, then, you know, he has to pass your house every single night on his way home. I was like, yeah, okay. He's like, well, why didn't he ever stop by? If you're this great of a player and he has all these recruits that he goes and visits them and, why wouldn't he come to you a little sooner if um, right. it is great? You know what I mean? So I was like, ah, okay, I see what you're saying. Like, and, and that, that allowed me. That was, the, that was the first time that I was like, you don't have to listen to what people say. You have to see their actions and understand that their actions speak louder than their words, right? So that's why I credit so much to my dad because he was there to help guide me and kind of show me what was happening. and. Uh, when, when it came to Kentucky, I just, I had so much faith in the coaching staff. They had been so honest with me, so forthright. We're going to give you a, a chance at quarterback, but most likely you're going to re- move the receiver. You know, so I, I just had the respect for the coaching staff and, and made that decision. That's awesome. Well, I, on a personal note, as a fan of the University of Georgia, I'm really glad you didn't join Philip Fulmer at Tennessee. <laughs> God, those guys just always annoyed the hell out of me. I'll be honest oh, with oh, you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Enjoy Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge. Simply pick your strength and varieties online and check out. Once your Zen nicotine pouches arrive in the mail, enjoy pure nicotine satisfaction at your leisure. After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com to start your new journey today with the Zen 10 Challenge.
Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. You do move to receiver your sophomore year. At Tennessee, was that tough for you after having your hands on the ball on every play uh, to begin a transition to to being a receiver? And 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 did you did you agree with or support that decision, or was that tough for you? Uh, it, it was tough in the beginning. Uh, I, I think that's where ego plays a role, right? It's like, no, like this is what I set out to do. This is who I am. This is who I know I am. I know that I can do this. I'm going to do it, and then. You know, uh, again, that's where you have people in your life that play a role and help you see the bigger picture. And I had a coach, uh, my, my quarterback coach, Randy Sanders. You know, he he said to me one day, he was like, hey, I want you to go look up how many quarterbacks have been drafted that's under six feet tall. You know, so I went and looked it up and I remember the name. It, it was like Doug Flutie and a few other guys. I was like Flutie, Breeze, probably. Or yeah, maybe yeah. Breeze says he's six feet. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't know about that. <laughs> but yeah, so I go I go and look that up. And then I come back to him and I tell him what I found. And he says, now I want you to go look up receivers that's been drafted under six foot. I go and do that and come back and it's like over 100 guys. And he's like, you could go to the NFL, have a 10 plus year career if you make this move. If you do it now, you'll be able to learn, get grasp of, the, of, the, of what you're trying to accomplish you know what the what the position really means and i just took that from there and was like okay i see what you're saying and you know the nfl was always a goal and uh, i think he helped guide me into into making that decision a little bit easier and that was your quarterback coach that was my quarterback coach at kentucky yeah, yeah. randy sanders and I, I i think that it also was like we had two four-star quarterbacks coming in. They were like, <laughs> bro, <laughs> I mean, bro, you threw like five, you threw five touchdowns as a quarterback and <laughs> had a few interceptions. I, I think that you might be <laughs> switching. So, but we, we still ran like the wildcat offense and I, you know, ran the ball a lot too. So. Yeah. Do you, do you like that? I mean, there's still some plays in there for you, even, even now where you play, where you, you're the wildcat. I, I did past it. it. It was, uh, yeah, yeah you know, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, now, yeah. now I'm 31 and, you know, running, running between tackles, you know, kick off the turns a little different now compared to what it was, you know, when I first came to the league. 
Yeah, you're old. You're not like yeah, me. Yeah. You're aged. I just yeah, get younger yeah. every year. Yeah. That's the difference. It's crazy. In my mind, I'm like 22, but my body says different. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the crazy thing. I mean, you referenced a night in 2013. I probably met you right then, right? Pretty shortly after you got drafted. That doesn't seem like that long ago to me. No. Even now, Not at all. nine, 10 years ago. No, that was just, well, that was a couple of years ago. Well, COVID, <laughs> exactly. maybe it's four years, you yeah, know, yeah, for sure. that's crazy. Good time. You're, yes. Your junior year against the uh, undefeated Auburn University team, uh, you score four touchdowns. Is that the game where the light switch happens? No, you know, honestly, I, I felt it my freshman year playing okay. Georgia, actually. I was Stafford, A.J. Green, Sean Marino. Mm-hmm. You know, we were we were going we were going back and forth with them, and they ended up going up on us late in the in the fourth quarter. I go in at quarterback, drive down the field for what would be putting us in position to tie the game, and I had a great game. I think I, I think I had a couple of touchdowns that game, but I you know fourth quarter, two minute drive take us all the way down the field. We get into the red zone and run a screen and I can't see over the D line and try to throw a screen oh. to the running back and throw a pick to the D line. Oh. After that game, I was like, yeah, I was distraught because I, you know, I lost the game and I threw an interception to end the game to throw us out of positional winning. In my mind after that game though, I was like, and I just went toe to toe with guys that I know are great to lead. Like, I'm playing against NFL caliber players and like I held my own. So in my mind, I was like, man, this could really be a reality if I can put in the time, you know, and I I think that was like my motivation was, you know, after playing in a game like that against SEC talent, you you, you see that talent that you're going to play against and know that they're going to the league and it gives you confidence. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy. kind of thinking about you, you know, primarily being a quarterback there, in the beginning it's really two years i think that's why i was asking about your junior year you start getting a ton of attention and decide Mm. to leave college early to go to the nfl talk to me a little bit about that decision did you ever consider giving it one more go or once you knew you had the opportunity was it was it go time uh i did i did i love kentucky i I love my time there it went by so fast I, I thought about going back, but in the end, it was like, I got to make a business decision, right? Like, I'm 20 years old, and I just touched the ball in a season, probably averaged 25 touches a game. Mm-hmm. I was able to stay healthy, and I'm playing in, in the SEC, where it's so, I, I feel like it's one of the more violent leagues. It's really tough on the body. And I was like, man, I don't know if I'm going to get this opportunity again. And you know, what What more right. could I do? As a team, we were losing a lot of players. We didn't know what we were going to have moving forward. I had the best season that I could have possibly had. I, I broke the SEC record for all-purpose yards. I had like 2,300 yards that season. I was like, I, I really don't know what personally I can put myself in a better position. And that was kind of the advice that I had got from some of the people whenever I started talking to agents and that was kind of it for me. It was like, okay, well, I got to make this decision and, and make that jump. Right. So you make the decision, you declare for the draft, and 
there's a little team in a little town called Green Bay that wins the Super Bowl, right? Oh yeah, right. Yeah. And you you get drafted in the second round by the Packers coming off their Super yeah. Bowl and you know they're going to be good. Talk to me about that day and finding out that that's the team that 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 drafted you. Oh man, it was it was a crazy experience because I I went to New York for the draft. I was there. I was there for the draft. My agent thought it was an outside chance I could go in the first round. And honestly, it was a free trip in New York. And my family had never been to New York. So I was like, I want to go to New York. So, you know, I took my mom and, mom and dad and, and siblings. And we all went to New York for the draft. So it was nice. an experience for us as a family, you know, to get to get to see the Big Apple, which that was everything. It was it was an unbelievable experience. But then, like, when the draft rolls around, you know, as now it's into the second round, and I thought I was going to Baltimore. That was like five picks before Green Bay, and then I thought I was going to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was heavy on me right before the draft when I was in the business. So I thought I was going to Pittsburgh to pick before, and then when Green Bay called, I was just like in shock because I was like, "Man, like this, they just won the Super Bowl, like you said. Like I'm going to the, the defending Super Bowl champs, and." I knew that they were going to have another great team. I was just trying to figure out, okay, like now what is my role? Like we have some really good receivers. I'm just like right. a guy, like what am I supposed to do? <laughs> right. So, but whenever, whenever I got that call, I, I was, it, it's no feeling like it in the world. Like everything that you've ever worked for and the dreams that you had as a kid are actually becoming a reality. And it's really happening. Yeah. And you're going to, one of the most historic teams in all of sports. There's nothing like it. Had you been? Yeah, you hadn't been to Green Bay, right? No, no, I'd never been to Green Bay. No. Had you been even to that area? No, never. No. I thought Green Bay was like, you know, I thought it was like a, a New York or a Chicago. You know, I thought it was like <laughs> a million people there. <laughs> the first time that I actually found out was when I was landing in Green Bay, right? Uh. So I get drafted. <laughs> And then it's the lockout. So, like, I don't get the – there's no off season. We go straight right. into training camp. So, I get a call on, like, a Tuesday, like, hey, you got to be here on Thursday. So, like, I get there. Like, we're landing. And, like, my first thought was, like, I must have got on the wrong plane. Like, <laughs> I don't see her at Metro Farms. There's no way that there's an NFL team. And then, uh, you know, land, get off the plane and – uh the rest is history. Yeah. How special is that place, the town of Green Bay? No place like it. No place like it. Uh, live, breathe, eat football up here. They, they love their team. They, they love supporting their team. It doesn't matter if it's a charity basketball game, a charity softball game. You know, it, it doesn't matter. They're supporting. They're going to be there. It's going to be packed always. You know, if you have a charity event, they're, they're coming, they're donating, you know, and, and not only just city of Green Bay, but just Packer fans in general. Like, yeah, I, whenever I travel around the country, I always, it doesn't matter what country I'm in, it'll be a Packer fan that'll come up to me. Like, I'm in Spain. How do you even, like, how do you even know? You know what I mean? And <laughs> it's nothing like that. Yeah. You have had so many amazing, iconic moments for the franchise what's your favorite i got i got two 
What's yours? I want to hear yours. Bro. One, I was there. I'm sure we talked. I'm sure I hugged you in an inappropriately uh, snug embrace. <laughs> that one was the Hail Mary against the Giants yeah, uh, in, the, yeah. in the playoffs. Hail Mary at the end of the first half that really, for all intents and purposes, you just sort of felt it in the stadium. That just kind of took the air out of them and yeah. ended up uh, having a, a fairly decent win there that catch and it was one of those I mean I'm sure you're better at it than I am but I've watched a lot of football and when you're live sometimes you see it happening right you know when you 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 see all of the pieces of the chessboard happening at one second and I knew (laughs) knew where he was going I saw it all whether there was a just a I mean just the slightest of push-offs I don't know I don't care it was so it was that was so great that was 2016 but by far for me the game I remember so well which was probably quite frankly probably a couple of weeks after the the night that you referenced you'd been injured uh you broke your your leg and Aaron was out with a yeah so that was 2013 2013 you're out we're at a bar before a game in Green Bay because I had planned to go. And that game, actually, I think I have pictures of you and Aaron and me on the sideline before the game for the only time because neither of you were playing. Yeah. And last game of the season, uh, the Packers against the Bears, the winner goes to the playoff and he hits you with about a 50-yard, 48 is what it says here, but about a 50-yard just beautiful pass run catch uh right up the seam to win that game that one yeah that one i'll i don't know if i'll ever forget that one because it was just so it was just so sweet yeah man that was that was a special one that's that's one b that's one b that one's one okay that's one b and the only reason it's b is because one a my first game coming out of the lockout First game back to football, Saints versus Packers. It's the last two champions. Packers won yep. a year before. Saints yep. won a year before that. And it's my first game in the NFL ever. And ever. I catch a touchdown. And then I had the kickoff return that tied the record at the time. And yep. like, it was just so surreal, right? Like everything that had happened up until that point. I thought I was getting cut during training camp because, like, I got like a thigh contusion and missed a few days of practice. And I was like, <laughs> I'm getting ready to get cut. And then I make the team, and then that happens, right? So it, it was just like, yeah, it was just like this coming out party for me and this like moment that it was like, you can really do this. Like, not like you just made it to the NFL, like, you can, you can be a difference maker. You know what I mean? So that for me, that was like a personal moment that was just like solidified that I was right where I was supposed to be. Uh, so that that's why it's one A for me, and then one B, like you said, the game in Chicago. I was coming off of a broken leg, had missed ten weeks that season, and before I get hurt, before I get hurt that season, like I was on pace for almost fourteen hundred yards and twelve touchdowns. That's what I was on pace for before I got hurt, mm-hmm. uh, and that's my third year. And then I get hurt. And I remember in the locker room just crying before the game, like, and I don't know, I hope I, I'm still the same player that I was before. And then I ended up with a couple of touchdowns in that game. 
And having that play that sent us to the playoffs, obviously Aaron had missed most of that season. I had missed most of that season. And for us to have that connection. Yeah. And I think that's a special thing about sports, right? We, we have these moments in time that we all have a different perspective of how it happened and seeing it from a different lens and being able to be a part of that. Any Packer fan I ever talked to, that's like one thing that they always bring up. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so awesome. I, you know, it occurs to me, it occurs to me now the lockout, I had forgotten about the lockout and the fact that the lockout happened and the fact that in that first game, the only game on, no one else is watching anything but that. And that Aaron trusted you enough to throw you the ball. I mean, that 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 you had already and I'm not talking shit about well, you you know the story behind that, right? No. Tell me. <laughs> so <laughs> on the play that he throws it to me, I was I was actually my second catch of the game. On that play, my first ever touchdown in the NFL from Aaron Rodgers, he checks the play. And he checks the play to where I'm supposed to run a flat route to the sideline. James Jones is supposed to run a slant. It's a simple check. It's a simple concept. But, like, in my mind, he gave the signal. And I thought the signal was, like, it's a slant and a flat. So, in my mind, I was thinking, oh, he's giving me the slant. He wants me to run a slant right now. So, I run the slant, run the wrong route. <laughs> Just happen to be open. He sees me open, throws it. I make a guy miss before <laughs> Diving in, so I have absolutely no idea. I'm thinking, oh yeah, like I just, I just me and him are like this, like I'm here with him already. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> it, it wasn't until I got back to the sidelines that I found out that I ran the wrong route. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you get a pat on the back at least, or did you just get chewed out for running the wrong route? No, I got a, I got a pat on the back. I got a pat on the back, and uh, he was. He was like, hey, we got a joke from, from that point on. It's always like, hey, run the wrong route, get the ball. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, until that pick comes right over the middle, and then you're in big trouble. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm in the dog house. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. 
Or maybe it's because Zinn is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zinn won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zinn. Find your Zinn online or in a store near you at zinn.com slash find. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. You know, I got to bring it up. In 2019, you leave for the Cowboys. How was that? Were you excited for a new opportunity in a new place? Or was that was that really difficult for you? Uh well well first I'm a I'm gonna say is leaving wasn't my decision. My contract yeah. was up and it didn't get renewed or I, I didn't get another offer. So I right. it wasn't I was like, Okay, well, free agency comes around and I don't hear anything from anybody and I was like, Okay, is this the end? Is this is this how it all ends for me? Right. And then uh, the Cowboys called. I was like, man, okay, let's do this. They just came off a playoff run. They got Amari. It's some opportunity for me. Yep. Good team. A good team. I was excited. I, I think hindsight, looking back on it, it was the best thing that could happen for my career at that time because I had been in Green Bay so long that I think going somewhere else rejuvenated me and gave me a different challenge, right? Because when you do something for so long, it becomes kind of mundane, right? Like you, that's just kind of what it is. And it's like, right. Everybody knows who they, who you are, what you, what you do. And I had to rebuild all of that. I had to, uh, I had to show my teammates like, okay, like who is Randall Cobb? Who is, who is this guy that's coming in? So I had to earn my teammates trust. I had to show the coaches what I could do. Every day it was like a, a prove it type of day for me. And, you know, I think, I think that was something that kind of kickstarted the second part of my career. You know, I, I loved my time in Dallas. I had a great time. Uh, Coach Garrett was great. I really enjoyed the time with him. The Jones family, nothing but love and respect for, you know, they, they took me in and once a cowboy, always a cowboy is what they say. And I'm very fortunate for, for the opportunity they gave me down there. Um, Kellen Moore, excellent play caller. Loved him. I think he's going to be a great head coach one day. Yeah, so that, that was a, that was a fun year. 
That's awesome. We didn't we didn't win. <laughs> we didn't win. We didn't make it to the playoffs, but it was a fun year. <laughs> yeah. I I had not heard that from you before that that you know that that rejuvenated you and that totally makes sense, right? I mean, it's yeah. a, a change of environment, a new system. Mm-hmm. You have to be adaptable and and changeable and I I can understand how that gives you a renewed energy. Yeah. You go to Houston and then you get a call from the Packers about coming back uh, to join them. Talk to me a little bit about that and the decision to go. Well, I'll call it home. The decision to go home. Yeah, yeah, to come back, to come back where it all started again. That wasn't the decision for me. It wasn't. It wasn't an option. I got traded. Right. And it was the biggest blessing that I could have had. The year that I had in Houston, like all of us during COVID. That first year, we were all going through stuff, right? And I, yeah. I don't think I was in a great place. It wasn't a, it wasn't the environment that I thought it was going to be. You know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't what I what I thought that I was walking into. And uh, it, it was difficult. I, I, I had a lot of tough talks with my wife about it, and I honestly thought about retiring after that season. But I was like, I just don't, I don't love the game anymore. It wasn't fun. It was like mm-hmm. nothing about it was fun. Yeah, so that was that was very a very difficult place. But we we actually played the Packers that season when I was in Houston. Actually, when I was in Dallas, we played the Packers, and when yep. I was in Houston, we played the Packers. But I remember before that game, it was like right before the trade deadline <laughs> when we played the Packers, and I remember going out for warm ups and just like trying to go up to everybody, like, please come get me. Please, please tell somebody come trade for me. <laughs> I was going to like, I, I went up to like Mark Murphy, like, please, like, come me. <laughs> I, I was going up to goop everybody. And, uh, you know, obviously, obviously, like, <laughs> we can't, they, they couldn't do anything about that. But, uh, yeah, yeah it, it all ended up working out in the end. And uh, I, I was able to come back last year. And I, I love being up here. I love playing for this organization. And, and representing Packer Nation, and it, it, like I said, it's a special place. It's a special bond that you have, and you know, I think going away for a couple of years just made me realize even more what it meant to be a part of this organization. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know a lot of people missed you when you left, and and are glad that you're back. I'm hoping and praying for you and the Packers that that you have just an absolutely awesome year i uh i know last year ended not the way everybody wanted it to but this year i'm uh i'm optimistic and i'm ready i'm excited good you are you're excited you're ready yeah i'm excited for sure no it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun year you know i think it's it's gonna be some different challenges for us but but i'm excited about it I, i think that it'll be for the better our defense is completely stacked yeah Going into this season, you look at every level of our defense, and we just got playmakers. Yeah. You know, from, from from Kenny and the rookie we just drafted on the D line, and the yep. guys rotating in there, Preston, you know, coming <coughs> back. University of Georgia. <coughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, basically Georgia North. <laughs> That's you know, right. We got we got Stokes on us. Yeah. So we, we we got some we got some guys on our defense. We got Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon that's going to carry the load for us in the backfield. And anytime you got 12, you got an opportunity. And what I've seen from 
a couple of our rookies and from our receivers this offseason, I think we'll be in a good place. I'm confident in, in that. And I, I think for our offense, it'll, it'll be great because you'll have so many guys that's getting involved. You have Sammy that's coming in, Sammy Watkins and Allen coming back. Yeah. Amari, who's made some strides this offseason. I can't wait to see, you know, what, what happens with his career as this year goes on and the opportunities that he's going to get, you know, and, and I'm really just trying to make sure that I help those guys understand what's in front of them after the career that I've had and the ups and downs that I've went through, the valleys that I've, I've been in and the mountain peaks that I've touched, being able to pass on the wisdom and learn have helped them learn from the mistakes that I may have made in my earlier career and just see the big picture and understand that we're, we're all just a piece of the puzzle. That's the, that's the, the special thing about football is like, it don't matter how good one person is, like they can't do it by themselves. You know, even as great as Aaron is, like you got to have an offensive line that protects you. You got to have receivers that catch the ball. That's right. You can't, you can't just throw, uh, from Webster University out there and expect that he's going to make plays against pro corners, against Jalen Ramsey, you know, and, and all these guys. Like, we're, we're still guys. We're still pros that, you know, can get it done. So I, I look forward to, to seeing all those young guys coming to their own and myself included, being able to um, make some plays and be a piece of that puzzle and, and help put it all together. Well, listen, you're truly one of the good guys. Like, and I, I mean that, I mean that sincerely, I respect you as a person. I loved hearing your story today and your transition, your decision to choose longevity and an amazing career. Uh, Thank you so much for coming on and, uh, and talking to me and to us and, uh, (laughs) go pack, go. Thanks, Randall. Go pack, go, man. I appreciate it. All right, I'll say it again. I'll say it a thousand times. Go pack, go. Thank you, Randall, for joining me. I'm going to see you in Green Bay here in just a few months. Have an amazing season. I know you will. As always, listeners, if you like what you've heard, be sure to like and subscribe, leave us comments or reviews, and then more importantly, come back next week for another exciting in-depth conversation with someone very special. Off the Beat is hosted and executive produced by me, Brian Baumgartner, alongside our executive producer, Ling Lee. Our producers are Diego Tapia, Liz Hayes, Hannah Harris, and Emily Carr. Our talent producer is Ryan Papa Zachary, and our intern is Sammy Katz. Our theme song, Bubble and Squeak, performed by my great friend, Creed Bratton, and the episode was mixed by Seth Olansky.
If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen nicotine pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.